Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. The strong, the powerful Michael Nathanson has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Michael. So good to be here again. Excited to have you. Michael is the chairman and CEO of The Colony Group, a solutions-oriented, full-service financial advising company. Again, excited to have you back on. Michael, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So I'm 53. I'm a father of three. Uh, I'm a husband. I'm a fan of reading, movies, music, collector of memorabilia. I'm a competitive natural bodybuilder. I'm a black belt in Kung Fu. I have a non-cancerous, inoperable brain tumor. And as a result, I advocate fiercely for the brain tumor community. I also advocate for the heart disease community as I have a son with congenital heart disease. My spirit animal is the tiger. My favorite band is the Beatles. And my favorite superhero is Thor. Um, From a business perspective, uh, just a little bit about myself. I started off as a big firm tax lawyer and went to law school with Barack Obama, Neil Gorsuch, and a whole bunch of other people who are far more important than I'll ever be. Now, however, I have the honor of being the CEO and the, uh, I, I, I call it the Chief Inspiration Officer of the Colony Group, which you mentioned, a national wealth and business management company with about 250 people, 15 offices across the country, and over $10 billion in assets under management. And our mission is pretty simple. It's to provide peace of mind to our clients and to empower their visions of tomorrow. And my why in terms of what I do from a business perspective, it's pretty simple. It's to bring people together who otherwise would not be together. And by bringing them together, enable, empower, and inspire them to do their most meaningful and joyful work. That's awesome right there. I think that that's quite possibly the best introduction that anybody's ever given on the show. So thank you for that. Well Whoa. done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I'm honored by that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. So I'm sorry. It's it's enable, empower, and inspire. What was that? Yeah. That's that's what. Well, so I think a lot about. I was I was very much influenced by Simon Sinek's concept of why. And finding our why, our why as a company, our why as individuals. And so I love your question. And, and, so, and I've answered it before, which is probably why it, it, came out, it came out well. But my why, it's to bring people together who otherwise would not be together. And by bringing them together, I enable them, empower them, and hopefully inspire them to do their most meaningful and joyful work. We talk about meaning and joy a lot at the Colony Group. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I told you uh, as we jumped on the phone here that I was looking through some of your LinkedIn posts and there was a really cool post about, um, I'm not going to try to give the backstory on it necessarily, but just fundamentally, what will your contribution be? And that you have a a, a frame picture on your office about um, regarding that quote and that you think about it all the time. So we'd just love to to hear about how that came to be and, and just all of it. 
Well, thanks, thanks for that. I, yes, I have a plaque in my office, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a quote out of a movie called The Emperor's Club, which was based on a short story called The Palace Thief. And it's a quote um, by a, an old king from thousands of years ago named Shutruk Nahunte. And, um, and, and in the movie, uh, the classics teacher asks someone to read the quote and it's you know i'm shutruk nuhunte and i've conquered lands and things like that and uh talking about all of his conquests and then the the teacher asks all the students now to tell everything that they know about shutruk nuhunte who is a real person and they can't find anything in their textbooks and ultimately the lesson that the teacher teaches is that um, the reason why shutruk nuhunte is unknown and by the way if you do a wikipedia of shutruk nuhunte what you'll see is the quote, which comes from an ancient inscription that was found in an archaeological site, and you'll see a reference to that movie. And that's pretty much everything that's known about him. And the reason is because, yes, he conquered lots of land that now covers multiple countries, including Western Iran, uh, what's now, what we now refer to as Mesopotamia. But as much as he did by way of conquest, his contributions were without meaning. And great ambition and great conquest without contribution is meaningless. <laughs> and, uh, and that's really the lesson of the movie. I love the lesson, and I have a plaque that reminds me of that. And I think about that all the time. And as, as I think about the colony group. We're grow, going out and doing all these mergers, and, and we've grown dramatically from... Uh, from a company that just a few years ago had a billion dollars under management and 30 or so people and now we're at 250 approximately and we're over 10 billion and we've got 15 offices and I think that a lot of a lot of people look at that and say isn't this great look at my empire look what I've conquered and to me life is anything you know but that it's not about conquest it's about creating meaning and doing meaningful things. And I am focused, for example, on, on the, the, the way we have enabled our people to have great and meaningful careers, do great things for their clients, do great things for their families. We do a lot of great in the, in the community. I believe it's so important to be part of the community. And, um, and I believe what we have been doing is really all about that. It's about creating a legacy of contribution. So that's really what that's all about. And how, how, how long has that been really top of mind for you? Has it always been or did something change in, 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 in your life? I'm going to speak candidly. That's one of our values. We speak with radical candor and at the Colony Group. And um, what I'd like to say about that is that, um, is that, like everybody, I've long thought about ambition, and I've long thought about being successful. Sure. And those definitions change. You know, we all have them as we're growing up, and we think about success very differently. And um, perhaps just as I've gotten older, um, as is the case for many people, who at least people who are regularly open to learning, what I've learned over time is that success should never be defined by money. It should never be defined by size. It should be defined by contribution. I think about my life personally, 
And I feel that my greatest contribution so far, of course, my family and the way I teach my children and the legacy I hope that, that I'm, I'm helping them build for our future. I think about the work that I've done and my wife has done in the area of philanthropy, uh, in the area of supporting uh, brain tumor research. Brain tumor, brain cancer is now the leading cancer killer of children uh, under the age of 19. Wow. And it's, it's a, uh, yeah, more than leukemia now. And that's, that's not because leukemia is, is any better a disease. It's not. It's just that greater advances have been made with leukemia than in the brain tumors, brain cancer space. And, um, you know, I've met so many people from the community. I spent um, approximately six years as the the chair of the National Brain Tumor Society. And it's just so rewarding for me to meet, meet people from the community, become part of that community. That's my legacy. The work that we're doing for congenital heart disease um, with Boston Children's Hospital. That's part of the legacy that I want to I want to leave behind, and and leaving a company that was never reliant on any one or two or twenty people, but rather has transcended all of us and will be there for the benefit of our clients and their families for generations. To me, that's the legacy. It's it's enabling people to do their best work. That for me is all is that to me, that's what success looks like now. No, I think that that's awesome. Very powerful. And yeah, I think everybody's obviously having their own personal experiences and going along their own path. And at different times of life, they're motivated and driven by internal things or external things. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm always fascinated to know um, if there was a, a, a switch that got flipped or if it's just always been part of your DNA. As, as you were sharing that, I, I thought about uh, Richard Branson, and I've heard several times that he encourages people to really simply focus on what they're best at and then have the ability to donate money down the road to, uh, to a, a nonprofit cause. And I've always been interested. I, th- I think that's interesting. On the flip side of that coin, I've always been somebody who's been active in the community and volunteering sort of all along. Do you have thoughts on that? I think you can do both, and I think that that advocacy is a big part of working in the philanthropy space. So, certainly, uh, not everybody can contribute, um, you know, large amounts of dollars. Mm-hmm. And and you're right; that absolutely changes, you know, as people progress through their career. Um, uh, of course, you know, there's also an estate planning opportunity to leave money to, to charity out of your estate, uh, which and my wife and I have done some of that as well. Um, but advocacy is such an important part of, of what these organizations do. What you realize is that, you know, philanthropy is really an important safety net in our society. And, uh, and it's under siege right now because of COVID, uh, because donations are down dramatically. It's worse than it was so far uh, during the Great Recession. And some philanthropies rely very heavily on events such as walks and rides and races. This is very popular in the fundraising community, and none of those are happening right now. Yes, they're happening virtually, but virtual events over and over do not yield the same kind of economics. So what becomes important is advocacy, that people are stepping up and raising awareness for their causes and providing support for other members of of their communities. Um, and advocating that the government and and business kick in their fair share as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. 
so I, I, I know that, that it's a desire of mine to raise good kids. I want James and Jack to be to be happy and successful, but I also want them to be good, productive uh, members of society, and I want them to contribute. And I guess bottom line is I also don't want them to be spoiled brats who, who are pains in the neck. Do you think about, or, or, or how do you talk to your kids about having contribution? Do you, how, how, what's, what's your thought process on that? So I do talk to my kids about this, but the first thing I'd like to say, George, is that, and so to provide advice to you as, as, as someone with, uh, with two younger children, not that you necessarily need my advice, but, uh, <laughs> but since you're asking, For sure. um, what, I, what, what I would tell you is that the best way to teach your children about contribution, about, about having truly meaningful lives and making a difference in the world, it's by example. It starts with example. And I believe that the example that I've offered my, my children is far more important than the, the, many, <laughs> the many times I've talked to them about this. But I've involved them as well. So um, I, I, you know, for, for a very small, relatively small amount of money, you can start a family donor-advised fund uh, these donor advised funds, you can go to a Fidelity or a Schwab or another large institution. Many of them have them. They're very, very simple. Um, typically, it's around $5,000 to start one. You can do one for, for less. And, um, uh, and, um, and what you do is you start putting a little bit of money into it, and you treat it as your own personal foundation, but the institution does all the compliance work, all the hard work. And you as a family can decide which causes to support. You're in complete control of where the money goes. The institution just does all the work behind the scenes. It's a way of having you know, your own family foundation. And in fact, that's what we actually have. We have our own family foundation, the Nathanson Family Foundation, but it's really all run by, by Fidelity, and we make our kids part of that. What a cool exercise that that, that, that must be, having the conversation about, you know, kids, uh, here, here's what we've done, here's how it works. So it's probably a great opportunity just to, just to just it, it's, for lack of a better term, an excuse to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is, and it, by the way, the whole thing is a very—it's a great way to feel too. You know, when you're, you think about the—I'll tell you—you know—this <laughs> is becoming probably too philosophical of a discussion. I hope that your audience doesn't mind, but um, you know, like everybody, I think about the meaning of life, and uh, and that's of course a big topic. Um, but you know, to me, the meaning of life is pretty simple. It's to it's to be part of an overall evolution of whatever it is humanity is leading to, and to leave humanity just a little tiny bit better, make some sort of contribution, be part of that evolution. That unfortunately we'll never get to see where it all is heading. But to me, that's really what it's all about. Well, I think that that's a pretty powerful thing right there. Think about the meaning of life. You want to be part of the overall evolution of humanity and moving towards yeah. whatever direction that, that we are moving in. Nice. I think that, uh, I, you know, you talked about how if you are somebody who's still learning and always learning, and obviously you are, you're somebody that you're talking about how you're, you're a black belt in martial arts, a natural bodybuilder. Um, you've done the, the work to think about what your spirit am at 
what 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 your spirit animal is all all, 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 all of these things well at the same time uh you know you, you went to harvard law school you you've you've done all these incredible things you've 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 now grown your financial company to uh, far bigger than it ever was and i'm sure that, that you have plans to continue growing do you have certain things that you know on a daily basis i call it your daily essentials that you have to get done every day So uh, the, the most important thing is that I have to be touching other people. Um, and, of course, uh, that means virtually and, and, um, and uh, by, by video and by, by telephone. But the important point that I would say is that every day I want to make sure that I'm reaching out to not just the people that I regularly reach out to, but also some people that I haven't reached out to and just connecting with them. I'm a big believer in the concept of social capital. Um, I'm a big believer in a uh, in the uh, principles that were espoused in the TED Talk. Forget the pecking order at work, delivered by Margaret Heffernan, who is an outstanding speaker, and she talks about what keeps people at companies motivated, what keeps people at companies together. It's not money. Money is, of course, important. It's not money. It's not benefits. It's not even, you know, the, the, the great interesting work they might be able to do. It's social capital. It's the bonds that we all feel for each other. These bonds make us work better together and they hold us together. If we are bricks, social capital are the mortar for our bricks. And of course, social capital is under siege in the COVID era. Uh, where we're not able to be together personally. So that's an important part of what I do every day. Another important part of what I do every day is I think about some of the things that I'm thinking about, and then I think about the perspective of others. And I spend a a lot of time thinking about how we can get to better outcomes by operating together than each of us operating individually. Um, I've written about the, the stag hunt um, dilemma that Rousseau proposed in the 19th century. And, and what he imagined was a group of hunters uh, out hunting, and they come across a stag, uh, a deer, what we would call today a deer, and they've got the deer cornered, and as long as they just stay together and work together, they will ultimately successfully hunt the deer, and they'll all have enough food to feed themselves and their families for some time. And along comes some rabbits, and um, and now each hunter has a dilemma, and they have to decide, do I go for a rabbit? And I know if I go for the rabbit, I'll definitely successfully hunt the rabbit. Rabbits are easy to catch, and I can feed my family for a day. Or do they hold off, go for the bigger prize that benefits them more and benefits everyone else more? And, um, and there's actually a mathematical formula as to what the appropriate answers are in that case. But if we could all figure out how to hunt the stag, work together, not make selfish decisions that are all about us, then we could all be stag hunters and we could all eat a lot better. And this is something I think about every day in our company. I think that's excellent right there. Perfect. Well, Michael, I appreciate you coming back on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Where can they learn more about the Colony Group? Well, they can learn more about me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I'm also on Twitter um, at Nathanson underscore MJ. And I hope that they'll also take a, an opportunity to look us up 
at our company, which is at thecolonygroup.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Michael your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. You can follow Michael on LinkedIn as well as Twitter. I'll list, link both of those in the notes of the show and then go to thecolonygroup.com and check out the incredible organization there. Thank you again, Michael. Thank you so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.